0: you can handle anything episode number 322 welcome to the you can handle anything podcast i'm your host shira gura and i know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions keeping you from fully enjoying the moments and people in your life in this podcast we'll explore the everyday emotional situations we all face And I'll share the tools and strategies I developed that will help you deal with these challenges in any moment with confidence, resilience, and integrity. Tune in and discover how living your life deliberately instead of reactively will allow you to reclaim control over your emotions and live your life with purpose so you can truly handle anything life throws your way. Let's get started. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So, I am broadcasting this episode from New Jersey after having presented the first of two trainings in Chicago last week. For those of you who didn't tune into last week's episode, I'll tell you that I was invited to Chicago to present the Unstuck Method to teachers with the intention of then training them or building a curriculum around bringing this work into their school system. I am returning to Chicago in a couple of weeks to offer training number two, which will include teaching the teachers my second tool, The Clear Way. I have to say that the training, which was for about a dozen teachers or so, went over so incredibly well. In fact, I received a testimonial from the superintendent, and I'd like to share that with you. She said, our district has made a commitment to supporting teachers' mental health and well-being with tangible support. We have offered many different opportunities for teachers and staff to get that support. However, Shira's workshop was by far the most impactful. Her simple, but not always easy, strategies for regulating their emotions and managing difficult feelings are practical and usable as soon as participants hear them. Our teachers reported that this work was transformational and supportive of them, not just as teachers, but as human beings. I highly recommend this work for all educators interested in maintaining their health while ensuring all students learn and grow in their care." Wow, I was so grateful to receive those words from Lisa Liali. And I think she was so blown away by the first training that she asked me if I'd be able to offer this training to the entire staff of the school system, which is hundreds, not just a dozen. And of course, Not only can I do that, it's really a dream of mine. And so there's a chance that we will create that possibility this summer, and it's a really exciting time, and I do hope that this will be just the first of many opportunities of me bringing this work to the school systems in America and beyond. Okay, so today I want to talk about obstacles. We face obstacles all the time. In fact, we face them multiple times a day. And for a lot of them, we don't necessarily get through them. We kind of like push our emotions down or to the side and we deal with things the best we can, but we don't really navigate our way through them very well. And if you think about the obstacles that exist in your life, what your brain naturally wants to do with them is get rid of them. And that makes sense because if you don't have obstacles, you won't suffer right? But that's not exactly true. Because first of all, you're always going to face obstacles. So even if you can avoid your neighbor, or your in-law, or your coworker or whoever it is that triggers you, there's always going to be another obstacle waiting for you around the corner. You can't just get rid of obstacles. Even if you're a Buddhist monk, living in a monastery and taking a vow of silence, you will still face obstacles. And that's because that's how the brain works. And so the obstacle isn't really the problem, although on the surface level, it seems that it is. The problem is how we interpret or the meaning that we make out of the obstacle. So the obstacle is actually the way. And by that, I mean, the obstacles in your life always present opportunities to you. You may not be able to see the opportunities in the heat of the moment, but they are always there waiting for you to take advantage of. And the quality of your life truly is reflected in your ability to navigate those obstacles. And not only navigate them, like I said, but turn them into opportunities. And your life is rich with obstacles, which is great, because that means that you have endless opportunities to practice turning them into opportunities. And so I traveled to Chicago last week, as I mentioned, and I'm going to share with you five stories that include really annoying or scary or surprising obstacles that I faced throughout this trip and how I was able to get unstuck from them using the unstuck method so that I wouldn't be held back and so I could keep moving forward with this trip. Okay, ready to laugh? Here we go. Story number one. So I haven't taken a domestic flight in the United States for like 20 years. I have flown back and forth to Israel yearly, or even more than once a year over the last 20 years, but within the United States, I have not taken a flight since we moved to New Jersey from San Francisco in 2001. And so I didn't even think what I needed to bring with me to the airport aside from my cell phone, which would show my proof of purchasing my flight ticket. So there I am standing online line at security. I think by that point I already had my ticket, I can't remember, but I was standing online line at security and all of a sudden I see people taking things out of their wallets or bags, right? And I started to freeze because I realized I probably needed some sort of ID and I wasn't sure that I had it. So I'm at the front of the line and the lady says to me, ID please. And I slowly take out my Israeli driver's license. And she looks at it and she's like, what is this? And I told her that I'm traveling from outside the United States. And she took my license and she put it up to the screen, you know, this digital machine, whatever. And it went, eh. <laughs> She's like, this is not acceptable. Where's your passport? And I said, it's home at my parents' house. Even though the driver who took me to the airport specifically asked me if I had my passport with me. And I questioned him thinking, why would I need to bring my passport if I was going on a domestic flight? Well, like I said, the license didn't work. They asked if I had any other ID. And by chance, I did have my old California license from like 15 years ago, but that didn't work either. And I froze because they said to me, well, we can't pass you. Oh my God, I almost went into a full-fledged panic because I was like, I'm supposed to present this six-hour training tomorrow and I'm not going to make my flight. And I am going to screw up this whole thing because I was too righteous to like listen to the driver and the superintendent is going to kill me and this is all my fault and blah, 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 blah. Okay, I'm going to come back to that story in a moment. But for now, story number two. So I do make it to Chicago, as you already know. And on the morning of the training, I arrive about a half an hour early so I can set up my computer and set up the slide presentation that I created. But even though everything was working on my computer, I couldn't figure out how to connect my computer to the screen that they had because the plug that they had wasn't compatible with my computer. Like I needed a USB plug and the tech that was on their machine wasn't a USB. And even though, you know, the teachers were there, everyone was trying to help me, it wasn't working. Again, minor panic. Story number three. The following day, I was on my own. I just wanted to, you know, go downtown to Chicago and explore. And I arranged to go on an architecture river boat tour. If you've never been to Chicago, this is something that apparently everyone suggests that you do. So I booked my tour at 3 p.m. And around 1 p.m., I started walking in the direction to where the tour started. In other words, I had two hours to spend. It was like plenty of time. And instead of just going to the boat tour and just, you know, waiting there for two hours, I thought I would take advantage of the gorgeous June day and walk along Lake Michigan where people were out playing volleyball and playing frisbee and, you know, going to the beach and sunbathing. They have this beautiful trail along the river. And I figured I would just, you know, walk on that trail in the direction to where I needed to get for the tour. Well, I didn't time things right. And when I realized that I needed to get to my tour in 15 minutes and it would still take me like another 45 minutes to walk there, I decided I would take the L, which is Chicago Subway. But little did I know, the subway stop wasn't close to the water. It was more like inside the city. And so when I was asking people for directions to the closest L stop, the local people were telling me that it would be too far for me to catch it and make my tour. Again, panic. Story number four. All right, this is a good one. It's about Uber. So Uber, as many of you know, is a company that provides transportation, right? And I have never used Uber in my life. And I knew I would need it when I was on this trip. So I put the app on my phone. And on that day that I was exploring Chicago, I tested it out twice. One of which, by the way, was used in the story that I just told you as my way to make it to the tour on time. Well, on Sunday morning, I was supposed to take a 6.30 flight back to Philadelphia, which meant I had to wake up around 4 a.m., and arrange for an Uber to pick me up. Now, at this point, I wasn't at the hotel near the school, which was in the suburbs. Rather, I was in the city itself, staying with friends. So it's 4 a.m. and I type in my request into the Uber app and it says that I need to confirm my credit card. And I was like, what? I used Uber twice already over the last couple of days and it was fine. So I was really confused, but I clicked confirm. I was just doing everything it told me to do. And then it said, now check your credit card statement to see what was charged, because they wanted to charge it to make sure that I guess it was confirmed, I don't know. But basically it said it was between zero cents and a dollar. But I didn't know how to access my credit card statement from my phone, because I usually do that from my computer. And I had to get to the airport, right? This was like taking so much time. And I didn't have time for this. I started to freak out. I wrote to my husband who was awake, of course, because he's in Israel. That's seven, actually eight hours ahead of Chicago. And I was like, I need another credit card. This one isn't working. But then I realized I could use PayPal because I had PayPal. So I tried to add that to my account, but that didn't work. I thought about calling a cab but I couldn't because I have my Israeli phone with me and I didn't think I could call internationally from my Israeli phone. And even though my host, who is amazing, did tell me to wake her up if I had any problems at 4 a.m., I didn't want to wake her at 4 a.m. It was awful. I mean, it really was. I really, really felt stuck. I didn't know what to do. Story number five. So I make it to the airport And I stand on this long line at security, which by the way, I did have my passport at that point because between my flight to Chicago and that moment, I had my passport FedExed to Chicago, so I wouldn't have the same issue on the way home. And after about a half an hour on this long line, and mind you, I got there pretty late, right? I got there close to where my flight was taking off. I realized I still had my suitcase with me, meaning I didn't check it in first. So I actually had to get out of that line, go stand on the other line to check in the suitcase and then come back to security. Totally stuck. Okay, and I have one more story that I forgot about. So this will be story number six. I get home to Philadelphia safe and sound only to learn that someone stole my credit card. That was probably the issue that I was having with Uber. So the credit card company called me to see if I took an Uber in San Francisco that morning, at the same time that I took an Uber in Chicago. I was like, no, no, I was not in two different places at the same time. That's fraud. Oh my god, it was like never ending. It was like one thing after the next. Now, I want to take a stop for a moment and ask you, if this would have happened to you, if any of these stories or all of these stories would have happened to you, what would you have done? Freaked out, get totally stressed, yell, scream, lose control, all of the above. That is certainly the natural tendency. But of course, none of those things ever help the situation. In fact, what they do is create more internal suffering because we can't control the things outside of us. And when we try, we end up suffering. And so, the best way, at least that I've learned in my life, is to learn how to handle things in an effective and efficient way. And so with each and every one of these stories, I walked myself through the unstuck method. I mean, you should have seen me at the airport on the way to Chicago when they told me that I couldn't fly. I took a stop, I put my bags down, I placed one hand on my heart center, the other hand on my belly, I just tuned into my emotions running through me instead of resisting those emotions. And as they were calling for supervisors to figure out what to do with me, I started to uncover all of those beliefs, which I mentioned earlier, right? Like, I'm not going to get on the plane. I'm going to miss the opportunity to present my training. Lisa's going to kill me, and on and on. And with each belief, I investigated the truthfulness of it, which, of course, none of them were true, right? They were all just stories running in my mind. And so I considered that everything is going to work out. I just considered that, and of course, it did. And as I sat on the plane before takeoff, I held myself in kindness for getting stuck on panic. And for each of the other stories, I did the same thing. I got unstuck when the screen wasn't working. I got myself unstuck when I couldn't find the subway. I got unstuck when I couldn't figure out how to get the Uber to pick me up. I got unstuck when I realized I needed to check my bags even though I was running late. And I got unstuck when I learned I needed to cancel my credit card. We don't have control over all the circumstances in our lives, but we do have control over our responses to them. And if you can learn how to handle those emotionally challenging situations, you can learn how to live through them much better. And laugh at yourself, because looking back, a lot of our stuck spots are kind of funny. And most importantly you can learn from them. Who was I being? What role did I play in creating those experiences? And what opportunities are there for me to learn from this so that next time, maybe it can look differently? We have a lot more power in our lives than you may realize. And that power is not about trying to change other people, but rather taking a good look at ourselves and changing ourselves. And so my dear friends, where can you look in your life today and consider live, laugh, and learn? Where is a situation that you were in recently that instead of playing the victim or feeling hopeless about it, you can look at it from this place of live, laugh, and learn? If you can find a place like that, I would love to hear from you. Please feel free to leave a comment on the website page for this podcast or send me a DM on Instagram so I can hear how this story impacted you in your life. Thank you so much for choosing to be with me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please share it with a friend or family member who may not know much about podcasting. If they need help, please show them how to subscribe to the show and how they can leave a review. And if you aren't yet subscribed to my newsletter, make sure you do sign up by visiting my website, shiragura.com. I look forward to being with you again next week.